The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, July 8th, 2021, Thursday of the 14th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Jean-Marie Kergan. She was born in 1864 in France to a poor peasant family. She joined the Franciscan Missionaries of Mary in 1887 and was assigned first to Paris then to Carthage in northern Africa. She encountered health problems and was sent to Rome to recover. There she answered the call of her order to work as a missionary. She arrived in China in March 1899 and was immediately hospitalized with typhus. Her career ended during the Boxer Rebellion. St. Jean-Marie Kergan was beheaded July 9, 1900. St. Jean-Marie Kergan, pray for us. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that in social, economic, and political situations of conflict, we may be courageous and passionate architects of dialogue and friendship. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The Gospel of today's Mass is the story of the paralytic that was brought to our Lord in Capernaum. It is a passage that appears in St. Mark and St. Matthew and St. Luke, and today's gospel is from St. Matthew. And uh, he had entered a boat, he made, he crossed, presumably crossed the water and arrived there in in, uh, Capernaum, and these people brought to him a paralytic. And uh, St. Matthew says, seeing their faith, these, these fellows, seeing their faith, not the faith of the paralytic, but their faith, he, he turned to the paralytic and said, Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. It's a beautiful, beautiful phrase. We know afterwards how he, he healed him and the, the paralytic uh, was able to stand up. But we stop first at this fact that it was the friends that brought the paralytic because he could not bring himself, he could not do it himself. Parents bring their babies to be baptized, and certainly the baby cannot come on on his own. And it is the faith of the parents that 
that is the cause of that child being baptized. So Jesus rewards their faith, and we are we are told, for example, in Saint Mark, the passage, similar passage, that they lowered him from the roof tiles. Right? They opened the roof tiles and they lowered him, and clearly. He could not arrive there, and this place did not have wheelchair access, so he did, he did need help. But the first words are very inspiring. He says now to the paralytic, Courage, your sins are forgiven. Courage, that's the first word. That means that the paralytic, well, must have been discouraged, probably somewhat, well, depressed, maybe even in despair. And he, he just just didn't have the energy to do anything about his own situation. Probably said to him stuff like, I'm useless, I can't even walk, I can't get around, uh, what am I good for? And all this must have clouded his vision, may, perhaps made him quite cynical and negative about life. And perhaps that's partly why his friends brought him. But Lord Jesus, you, you knew full well that he was discouraged and despondent and felt depressed and demoralized and weak and hopeless and maybe stuck in a rut. And uh, maybe his dialogue was something like that. I'm not worth much. I can't do anything. I'm a burden to others. And, or maybe he blamed uh, the situation on others. But ultimately, the, the real root of all that discouragement, ultimately, it was sin. And Jesus, this is exactly what you addressed. You forgave him his sins. And the devil had already worked on him and achieved that discouragement, that sadness, that stress, maybe that which just crushed his spirit. And this is what the devil wants. He lobbies for discouragement and sadness because they are his allies. Obviously, we don't want to be in league with the allies of the devil, those minions that have the same effect that the devil can have in a soul. They take us away from God and they can make us lose our faith. But the friends here of the paralytic, they had not lost faith. They had seen what Jesus could do. And they would, I would venture to guess, they were pretty, they were pretty excited about bringing uh, their friend, the paralytic, to Jesus. They, I don't know, I don't think they were sad or crestfallen. And then what's interesting is that immediately after forgiving him and healing him, Jesus told him, okay, take up your pallet and go home. Just go home. This was not like a, this was not like go away. It was go home. It was a, like a missionary command. And I'm sure that this paralytic now would have gone home to his families, his relatives, his friends, and he would have told them with great enthusiasm how happy he was. And he would have started to do apostles among his friends. Now, we don't know the name of this paralytic, but I can be sure that he became very famous among the first Christians. Indeed, he would have been like a great apostle, a great saint. Maybe he went around giving talks, right? Uh, and, you know, the, there's a keynote uh, presentation by the paralytic, whatever his name was, no? And he would have been held in high esteem and praised among the first Christians, right? And he, after having been healed uh, from his paralysis and forgiven, you know, who could not have been filled with so such great uh, thanksgiving? And he probably didn't go on great adventures. He probably took seriously, okay, this is where you want me to be, at home, in my family, among my relatives, like at home. And so he became like a saint 
among his friends, his neighborhood, though we don't know his name, we don't know. Saint paralytic, saint unknown, the saint among his friends. In fact, the oldest representation of any of Jesus' miracles is a fresco precisely of this paralytic. It's an ancient fresco in Syria, and it's, uh, it's in this fortification called uh, Dura Europos, and it's the earliest identified Christian house, or Christian house that became like a church, dates to the 3rd century, and they removed this, this fresco, and now it's in Yale University Art Gallery in New Haven, Connecticut. And there we see a figure of Jesus, somewhat kind of rigid looking, but he's pointing and, and there's one scene of the paralytic lying down and another scene with this large, rather large looking grate on his back and, um, and of course, uh, on his way home. And, uh, and that's the earliest representation. So in some ways, people would have thought about him and known him. And though he was cured... I don't think his life was easy after that, suddenly. I mean, yes, he was cured, he could walk and stuff, but I don't think it was easy. And uh, I don't think he had a stunning success and no problems. Uh, uh, likely he would have known some opposition, maybe a certain malevolent uh, cynicism. I mean, we don't know. But with time, I think he would have heard about Jesus, about Jesus being crucified. And perhaps uh, he had been told by others that on the cross Jesus forgave those who were crucifying him. He forgave those who made him suffer. And I think that in time, he himself would have understood better the cross itself. He would have understood that his own cross, that is, the fact that he had been a paralytic, was actually an occasion for his friends to bring him to Jesus. Had he not been paralyzed, he would never have been brought before the Messiah. He would never have had this tremendous grace, the greatest grace of his life, to meet Jesus and have his sins forgiven. That was the greatest grace. He wouldn't have gotten that had he not been paralyzed. And so we should see this event, many of the events of our own life, through divine providence, the reality of divine providence, which means that it's the reality that how God acts in our life always for our good. And God was able to draw good out of his paralysis, out of his suffering, and even out of our suffering. What about me? Um, Lord, am I able to see your your hand in my life? Mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, maybe we have found ourselves complaining a lot during this COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. Indeed, some have suffered isolation. Some have feel, felt, felt quite abandoned. Others have been laid off, lost their jobs, little contact with others. They're just at the four walls. They have to have recourse to these Zoom sessions that don't always work well and they break up and they can't, the people are mute, you can't understand and masks everywhere, sticky hands from sanitizer and uh, people oversensitive to you standing too close to them, weird animals walking in the street uh, and maybe a fear can paralyze us that there's going to be a second wave and, and you'll never shake anybody's hand and the, the economy will take years to recover. Yeah, uh, maybe that's those are the kind of thoughts maybe that, that would have been gone going through the uh, the paralytic's mind when he was paralyzed but maybe in the light of god's providence this whole crisis is really an invitation for us to improve ourselves to to you know to become like an upgraded version right uh, if we seek to change not what is outside of us but to improve ourselves and this will give us 
courage. That's what our Lord said. Courage, your sins are forgiven. We will still be ourselves, but with deeper faith, a deeper per perception of your providence, Lord. We'll be like a premium version of ourselves. I, the other day I was at a, I visited a friend who produces maple syrup, which is very popular, and um, and it takes a lot of work to harvest all that sap and from the, the sugar maple, then they boil it and they get the sugar out. And you know, you need like 40 liters of sap for just one liter of real syrup. So they package it in these special bottles and they send it to the stores and some of it is put into these large containers to distributors, these bulk containers. But the best syrup that they produce is the type that is first stored for months in old wooden bourbon barrels that had previously been used for bourbon. And so there, the syrup sits there and takes on the taste of the bourbon and the wood. And the difference is subtle, but clearly this is premium syrup. And they, of course, they charge higher for, higher for it. Eh? So maybe we've been sitting around through this crisis complaining, but perhaps all these months, if we let God's grace work, we're going to be like that premium bourbon-soaked uh, syrup and we could come up with a premium taste, a great spirit of thanksgiving for the Eucharist, a great love for the Mass, greater spirit of gratitude, love for confession, greater desire to go deeper in the Gospel. Let us ask our Blessed Mother to help us in this premium version of ourselves. And the paralytic, Saint Paralytic, will intercede for us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 17 past the hour, we'll pray in just a minute on Daybreak. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, July 8, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. The liturgical day begins now. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult. For you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. 
let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my King, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations you make us a byword, among the peoples a thing of derision. All day long my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do not not bring your own people into contempt. 
Rise up, O Lord, and save us, for you are merciful. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and and save save us, for for you you are merciful. merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord, why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? and forget our oppression and misery. For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise Rise up, O Lord, and and save us, for for you you are merciful. merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. From the first book of Chronicles, David said, My son Solomon is young and immature, but the house that is to be built for the Lord must be made so magnificent that it will be renowned and glorious in all countries. Therefore, I will make preparations for it. Thus, before his death, David laid up materials in abundance. Then he called for his son Solomon and commanded him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, My son, it was my purpose to build a house myself for the honor of the Lord my God. But this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed much blood and you have waged great wars, you may not build a house in my honor, because you have shed too much blood upon the earth in my sight. However, a son is to be born to you. He will be a peaceful man, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. First Solomon shall be his name. And in his time I will bestow peace and tranquility on Israel. It is he who shall build a house in my honor. He shall be a son to me, and I will be a father to him, 
and I will establish the throne of his kingship over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you, and may you succeed in building the house of the Lord your God, as he has said you shall. May the Lord give you prudence and discernment when he brings you to rule over Israel, so that you keep the law of the Lord your God. Only then shall you succeed if you are careful to observe the precepts and decrees which the Lord gave Moses for Israel. Be brave and steadfast. Do not fear or lose heart. See, with great effort I have laid up for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a million talents of silver, and bronze and iron in such great quantities that they cannot be weighed. I have also stored up wood and stones to which you must add. Moreover, you have available an unlimited supply of workmen, stonecutters, masons, carpenters, and every kind of craftsman skilled in gold, silver, bronze, and iron. Set to work, therefore, and the Lord be with you. David also commanded all of Israel's leaders to help his son Solomon. Is not the Lord your God with you? Has he not given you rest on every side? Indeed, he has delivered the occupants of the land into my power, and the land is subdued before the Lord and his people. Therefore, devote your hearts and souls to seeking the Lord your God. Proceed to build the sanctuary of the Lord God, that the ark of the covenant of the Lord and God's sacred vessels may be brought into the house built in the honor of the Lord. The Word of the Lord Offer your hearts and souls in seeking the Lord. Rise up and build a sanctuary for the Lord your God. Let us enter into his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. The Lord said, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. Let, Let us, us enter into, into his dwelling place. place. Let, Let us, us worship at his footstool. A reading from an exposition of Psalm 118 by St. Ambrose, Bishop. My Father and I will come and make our home with him. Let your door stand open to receive him. Unlock your soul to him. Offer him a welcome in your mind, and then you will see the riches of simplicity, the treasures of peace, the joy of grace. Throw wide the gate of your heart. Stand before the sun of the everlasting light that shines on every man. This true light shines on all. But if anyone closes his window, he will deprive himself of eternal light. If you shut the door of your mind, you shut out Christ. Though he can enter, he does not want to force his way in rudely or compel us to admit him against our will. Born of a virgin, he came forth from the womb as the light of the whole world in order to shine on all men. His light is received by those who long for the splendor of perpetual light that night can never destroy. The sun of our daily experience is succeeded by the darkness of night. But the sun of holiness never sets, because wisdom cannot give place to evil.
Blessed then is the man at whose door Christ stands and knocks. Our door is faith. If it is enough, the whole house is safe. This is the door by which Christ enters. So the church says in the Song of Songs, The voice of my brother is at the door. Hear his knock. Listen to him asking to enter. Open to me, my sister, my betrothed, my dove, my perfect one. For my head is covered with dew, and my hair with the moisture of the night. When does God the Word most often knock at your door? When his head is covered with the dew of the night. He visits in love those in trouble and temptation, to save them from being overwhelmed by their trials. His head is covered with dew or moisture when those who are his body are in distress. That is the time when you must keep watch, so that when the bridegroom comes, he may not find himself shut out and take his departure. If you were to sleep, if your heart were not wide awake, he would not knock but go away. But if your heart is watching, he knocks and asks you to open the door to him. Our soul has a door. It has gates. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, eternal gates, and the King of glory will enter. If you open the gates of your faith, the King of glory will enter your house in the triumphal procession in honor of his passion. Holiness, too, has its gates. We read in Scripture what the Lord Jesus said through his prophet, Open for me the gate of holiness. It is the soul that has its door, its gates. Christ comes to this door and knocks. He knocks at these gates. Open to him. He wants to enter, to find his bride waiting and watching. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into his house and share his supper, he and I together. Blessed is that servant who is found at work when his master returns. I will come into his house and share his supper, he and I together. Let us pray. O God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy, for on those you have rescued from slavery to sin you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, and we will take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, July 8th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord is sending his apostles out, and he gives them very specific instructions. From the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, Preach as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying. Give without pay. Take no gold, nor silver, nor copper in your belts, 
no bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor a staff. For the laborer deserves his food. And whatever town or village you enter, find out who is worthy in it, and stay with him until you depart. As you enter the house, salute it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And if anyone will not receive you or listen to your words, shake off the dust from your feet as you leave that house or town. Truly, I say to you, it shall be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find all of the daily Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, the Lord has sent the disciples out on a mission, and he sends us too. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Jesus consummates the work of redemption through his passion, death, and resurrection. After his ascension into heaven, he sends the Holy Spirit so that his disciples may be able to announce the gospel and to make the whole of mankind sharers in salvation. In this way, the apostles are the laborers sent into the harvest by the owner, the servants sent to call those who have been invited to the marriage feast, the servants who are charged with filling the wedding hall. But as well as having this mission, the apostles represent Christ and the Father himself. He who hears you hears me, and he who rejects you rejects me, and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The mission of the apostles is to become intimately united to that of Christ. As the Father has sent me, even so I send you. It will be precisely through them that Christ's mission will be extended to all nations and to all ages. The church, founded by Christ and built on the apostles, continues to proclaim the Lord's own message and carries on his work in the world. The gospel of today's Mass tells us how Jesus urges the twelve whom he has just chosen to go out to fulfill their new task. This first errand is a preparation and a figure of the definitive sending that will take place after the resurrection. Then he will say to them, Go, preach the gospel to the whole creation. Make disciples of all nations. Lo, I am with you always to the close of the age. Until the coming of Jesus, the prophets had foretold to the chosen people of the Old Testament all the benefits the Messiah would bring with him. Sometimes they had employed an imagery adapted to the mentality of people who were not yet mature enough to understand fully the reality that was to be accomplished. Now in this first apostolic mission, Jesus sends his apostles to announce that the kingdom of God so long promised is imminent and to manifest its spiritual aspects. Our Lord tells them exactly what they have to preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He does not say anything about freedom from the Roman yoke under which the nation was suffering. He does not speak about what kind of social or political system they were to live under, nor indeed about any other exclusively worldly matter. Christ did not come for such a purpose, and they have not been chosen to concern themselves with such things. 
they will live to bear witness to Christ, to spread his teaching, and to make all men sharers in his salvation. St. Paul followed along the same path. If we were to ask him about his preaching, he himself would summarize it thus, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified, to enable men to know Jesus Christ better and better, to enable them to have a knowledge of him that would not stop at faith alone but would be translated into real deeds, is what the apostle strove for with the whole of his strength. The church, which continues in time the work of Jesus Christ, has the same supernatural mission that her divine founder transmitted to the apostles. The church was founded to spread the kingdom of Christ over all the earth for the glory of God the Father and to make all men partakers in redemption and salvation so that they may lay the entire world at the feet of Christ. Her mission transcends all social movements and ideologies or the claims made by various groups. At the same time, with ever-renewed solicitude, she shows her concern for all human problems and tries to direct her social teaching towards the supernatural and truly human end of man. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, let's pray again with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea. To the great river, it stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. 
May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, Eternal Shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine, that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us, Make it known to the ends of the world. The The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength And my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. The The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God, our strength. Ring out your joy to God, our strength. Ring out your joy to God, our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon, when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. 
O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to God, God, our strength. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. In the early hours of the morning I think of you, O Lord. In the the early early hours hours of the the morning, morning, I I think think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think think of you, you, O Lord. Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. In In the the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects his children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for enlightening us through your Son. Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten us, Lord. Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord. That we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten us, Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake. And be generous in serving you. Enlighten us, Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day. Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten us, Lord. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer, turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit. God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. I have to get going, and I'll bet you do, too. Morning Air is coming up next with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do it again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.